0: the piling pay dirt podcast with scott lasher welcome back to the piling pay dirt podcast we are into week seven and we are in the middle of a glorious streak of football with a college or nfl game on every single night i love it there is nothing better this saturday we have a slate of college football games to absolutely be excited for i'm actually going to only talk about one today though it's going to be a short episode we're going to talk about the noon matchup between the cincinnati bearcats and the iowa state cyclones let's get into it this noon matchup will be between big 12 opponents we have iowa state at cincinnati cincinnati comes into this game as five point home favorites and the total sits at 43.5 points the bearcats are coming off their third loss in a row not good they lost to byu last week 35-27 And on the other hand, the Cyclones are coming off a solid victory against TCU last week, winning that game 27-14. And the Cyclones are on an upward trend after dropping two of their first three games of the season. One of those losses came to MAC Conference opponent Ohio, and the other was to their arch-rival Iowa. Both of those losses are tough, but for different reasons. Iowa is a formidable opponent, but they're rivals. You don't want to drop games like those. As for the Ohio game... You cannot drop that one to MAC Conference Ohio, that's so bad. (laughs) But since then they've looked promising with their only loss coming to undefeated Oklahoma and wins coming against TCU and Oklahoma State. Neither team in this matchup has had the season that they've hoped for up to this point. But a win this week would end a three game skid for Cincinnati and it would bring the Bearcats to 500 with a 3-3 record overall. For the Cyclones, they're currently at 500, 3-3 overall, and so a win would put them over. Let's break down this matchup, starting with Iowa State. The Cyclones are led by freshman signal caller Rocco Becht. He's had a solid start to his collegiate career. He's completing 60% of his passes for 1,223 yards, 10 touchdowns, and five interceptions. He's also been sacked only two times this year, so he's enjoyed solid protection from his O-line. Talking about the run game for Iowa State, they have three guys who share the carries. We have Eli Sanders, who leads the team with 211 yards, 43 carries followed by abu sama with 192 yards on 38 carries and cartivius norton with 190 yards on 55 carries the quarterback can run the ball too he has 63 yards on 22 carries so far through the air the cyclones look to Jalen noel he leads the team with 284 receiving yards and two touchdowns on 31 catches on the other side of the field at receiver you'll see Jaden higgins He has 266 yards and 3 touchdowns on only 17 catches this year. Higgins is a solid red zone threat, so look for him at that end of the field. You will also see Daniel Jackson catch passes for the Cyclones. He has 173 yards on 11 catches and 2 touchdowns. The offense for Iowa State is good, but not great. The O-line has been solid, and the stable of running backs allows for fresh legs to carry the rock almost always, but they aren't as explosive as they'd like to be. They are 13th of 14 teams in the Big 12 when it comes to scoring. They're averaging only 21.8 points a game. It's not amazing. That being said, they have a chance to salvage this season after a miserable start. So let's talk about the defense. The defense is led by a defensive coordinator in his eighth year with the Cyclones and his unit is performing well this season. The defense ranks 47th in the nation in points allowed per game at 24.2 and they are 48th in the nation in yards allowed per game at 362.4. I wouldn't call this unit elite, but it is certainly above average, and they will need a good performance from their defense given the difficulty their offense has had to score. This defense is led by Bo Fryler, who leads the team in tackles with 46. He also has 3 interceptions this season and a sack. Miles Purchase is 2nd in tackles with 29. He also has a sack. Then we have jeremiah cooper who has been an absolute ball hawk for the cyclones this season he has four interceptions including a pick six three players on this defense have multiple sacks that's caleb bacon zach lovett and J.R. singleton so there is plenty of talent on both sides of the ball for the cyclones the defense is strong enough to slow down the bearcats and the offense is good enough to slug out some points but neither unit is elite they'll have to come out and play one of their best games of the season in order to get a victory the cyclones will have to play complementary football this is because the defense will have to slow down the bearcats run game it'll have to probably generate some turnovers and the offense will have to be efficient with their chances while wearing down the bearcats via the run game so let's get into talking about the bearcats now the bearcats are having a disappointing season to say the least they are two and three overall zero and two in conference play and their only two wins have come against an FCS school in Pittsburgh. The offense is led by quarterback Emory Jones, he's an experienced QB, and his season has been solid enough. He's completing 62% of his passes for 1,226 yards, 10 touchdowns to 6 interceptions, and he can hurt teams with his legs as well, currently posting 280 yards on 69 carries and 3 touchdowns on the ground. When I say that he's an experienced quarterback, He actually took his first collegiate snap on September 1st of 2018. The guy's been around the block. Speaking about the running game, running back Corey Kiner has been great this year. He has taken 76 carries for 405 yards and two touchdowns. The Bearcats live and die by their run game, though. They will need to be able to run against the Cyclones in order to win. Doesn't mean that they don't have a passing game, it's just the run game opens up the pass for this team in a big way. They do have some solid targets for Jones, starting with receivers Xavier Henderson, who will be the team's leading target. He has 30 catches for 414 yards and a touchdown. Next is Braden Smith. He has 17 catches for 270 yards and 3 touchdowns. And then finally, D. Wiggins. He has 14 catches for 193 yards and a touchdown. Much like the Cyclones, this offense is good, but not great. They're averaging 30 points a game this season. And with the exception of the Oklahoma game, they've actually scored at least 20 in each of their other contests. I mean, that's better than what the Cyclones have done, I must say. Defensively, the Bearcats are good. They're allowing 26.8 points a game. That's 62nd in the country. And they are 28th in the nation in yards allowed with 335 a game. On defense, Dorian Jones has a team-high 29 total tackles, while Brian Threats has a pair of interceptions, and Dante Corleone and Eric Phillips each have a pair of sacks. Ten different Bearcats have recorded a sack this season, but no player has more than two individually. The defense has seven takeaways, that's four fumble recoveries and three interceptions, Brian Threats has two of those picks, and Justin Harris has the other. Overall, each of these teams are built similarly. The offenses are average, the defenses are above average, both teams have had a disappointing start to their season, and each need a win here to salvage their year. The main difference that I can see is that the Bearcats have had more success moving the ball this year offensively. Cincinnati has 490 yards per game on offense to Iowa's 323. But Iowa State has been looking better each week, and Cincinnati can't seem to get a win. Will Cincinnati break their losing streak, or will Iowa State take the next step in saving this season? We're going to find out at noon on Saturday, but here are my picks. I like Cincinnati receiver Braden Smith to go over his receiving yards. It is currently at 38.5 yards. I would play that to 45. I also like Iowa State receiver Jalen Noel to go over his receiving yards. It's currently at 50.5. I'd play that to 55. The reason I think that's going to hit is because I think Iowa State is going to have to look elsewhere from their run game. I think the Bearcats are going to really key in on that run game. And Noel is the number one target there. And I think the freshman quarterback will rely on his number one guy to make some plays. Finally, I like Cincinnati to cover minus five at home. Forget the losing streak. It's going to end this Saturday. The Bearcats defense is good enough to slow the running game of of Iowa State. And without that run game, the Cyclones' offense will be stuck in neutral. 27-17 Bearcats. Book it. Okay, that's it for this episode of the Piling Pay Dirt Podcast. Obviously a shorter one this week, but next week I will be back with a full three-game episode. You can find that at Piling Pay Dirt Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcasts. See you guys next week. Enjoy this weekend's games. The Piling Pay Dirt Podcast will be back on Thursday for Week 8.